the volume. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Jenkins and Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Tons of reasons why I love betting the NFL on FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, it's fast, safe and secure, and it has fast payouts as quick as two hours. There's also so many bet types, including same-game parlay bets, live betting, player props, and futures. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they'll be sharing all season long on our podcast. If you've been listening along, you've heard a lot of those. There's risk-free bets and same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds markets, and more. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code J&J so they know we sent you. That's J&J. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See full terms and conditions at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Monday, January 10th, and we've got a great episode. It's the return of Clay Thompson. We have the return of Booger Boy. We're handing out a very special Booger Boy Award today. <laughs> incredibly excited for. As I, <laughs> Tyler is licking his chops. <laughs> We're going international with this Booger Boy. We are crossing... <laughs> We are crossing borders. Crossing the pond, baby. <laughs> to go to our uh, great neighbor up north for this one. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by my good buddies, Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a gun. Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? And I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. And uh, we got to start where we got to start. Clay Thompson, after 941 days on the shelf, is back in the NBA tonight. We're recording this Sunday morning, so you're getting us just being excited about him coming back. We have not yet seen the game. Um, Here was the craziest stat I saw, trying to put those 941 days into context. John Morant was not an NBA player the last time Klay Thompson played an NBA game. John Morant's been an NBA player for 20 years. I don't remember the NBA before John Morant. This is what, his, his, his third season? Yeah, that's crazy. 
So how are you guys feeling? I think Clay is um, – Shea Serrano tweeted it this morning. I think he's absolutely right. There's been all kinds of shifting and divided fandoms and rivalries and shit in the NBA, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone pick up a sword against Clay Thompson. Like, he's as close to a universally beloved player on that tier as we might have. So how excited are you guys to have him back in the NBA, not just tonight but for the rest of the season? I'm fucking ecstatic. You know, as as someone who – you know, we, we talked about we're 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 Warriors haters, but we're not hater haters. You know what I mean? Like like I'm I'm very much looking forward to Clay coming back. Um, you know, like I said, that that, that Warriors core is something very special in, in basketball history with you know Steph, Clay, Draymond. Um, super excited to see Clay come back. Best fucking shooting backcourt ever. Linking back up, Splash Brothers. So I'm excited, man. You know, um. We'll, we'll we'll see how he fits in. I'm sure it's going to be a fucking seamless transition with the 29 and nine Warriors. You know they're only going to get stronger. So you know we'll worry about that when we worry about that come playoff time. But I'm super happy to have Clay back, bro. I don't know how seamless it'll be. I think you know like it, it's it's real different five on five run. You know and real bump. You know what I'm saying and, and lead games with zebras and shit. So I mean I it'll be seamless in the fact that he won't interfere in the offense. But I mean for Clay himself, I, I'm I have. I'm just happy he's playing. I don't have any expectations for numbers and shit. You can do anything in the world and you can be as good as you wanted something, but like not playing for that amount of time. I have no real expectations. I think by playoff time, we'll see like, you know, 85, 90% clay. And that's, that's better than, I don't know, 99.5% of NBA players that ever touched the fucking basketball before. So Stat Muse I mean, so- by John yeah. Nichols. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? <laughs> His 85 or 90s better than 99.5. Mark it down. No logic behind that. Just, just vibes, <laughs> nigga. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> but but now I'm happy for the man. You know, I'm, I'm happy for Clay. I think Clay is like, I, I, we, he, he didn't make the top 75, but he'd make the top five as far as people you want to hang with that ever played basketball. You know what I mean? So that's why it's impossible to, to root against him, man. You actually want to, I want to be on that boat with my nigga. You feel what I'm saying? He's remained one of the most entertaining and likable guys while not playing for three years. Like his, his, you know, the Jersey he made himself after he got snubbed by the 70, you know, the, the NBA 75 list. Like what's exciting to me is he's always been so good, but he's also always been so understated. And I do feel like because of the disrespect that like those three years away gave him a really clear look at the amount he's being overlooked. And you can see that it, especially with like the NBA 75 list, you can see it really bothered him. So I'm excited about Clay coming back with something to prove, which I don't feel like we've really ever seen. You know, he's just always so smooth and chill. Like you've never really seen him motherfucking people the way that Steph is like shit. You know what I mean? Like he just hasn't really been that dude in the same way. So I'm excited I, I, about I that. I don't know. Clay's had his dickhead moments, but we still love him regardless. Like, you know, the whole LeBron had his feelings hurt shit quote, quote he gave us. The whole, that time when, when he was eating sunflower seeds, talking shit about beating the Clippers, you know, that, that one time. Like Clay has been a dickhead. Uh, the, the, the time he said that dude didn't even belong in the league and Clay wasn't even playing. <laughs> right? Clay had his dickhead <laughs> moments, but we love him regardless. Was bro. he right or wrong though? Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. But, but he I, hasn't, but, but he hasn't he, been like- honestly, moments he's he's been like a sneak disser or like a a laid back shit talker he's never been a like i'm about to fucking show i don't at least i don't feel like he's ever been like i'm gonna fucking show everybody you know what i mean Mm -hmm. he's always been a like go talk to steph (laughs) you know what i mean i mean he would be fumbling on some of the interviews and shit i don't think he even likes that attention but he's been so vocal like constantly vocal about missing this fucking top 75 list. And I think if we're talking snubs, him and Dwight are the two biggest. You know what I'm saying? But, like, he's the third best. He's, like, at best, he's been the second best player on his team. Most of the time, he's been the third best player on the team. You know what I mean? But you had two of the three best players in the league at the time on your fucking squad. You know what I'm saying? So, it's unfortunate for him. But, like, dog, if you playing ball, you know how hard it is to do what, what Clay has done. Like you said, how many times have I to do what nobody's ever done before to get some fucking respect? And I'm wondering the same question, my nigga. That's a great question to hear that he's asking before he comes back. That's what that's what has me so fired up, especially hey, and you know, we talked about this with Draymond, but those Warriors, the posture is a little different when they know they're good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's coming back onto a team with a lot of earned confidence and uh I think it, it could be it could be very ugly <laughs> come April. Yeah. Draymond I'm, like was been swinging the dick a little bit. He's going to swing the dick now. <laughs> <and he> fucking <laughs> 
these post-game pressers, you know what I'm saying? I love, I'm I, here for it, man. Fuck it. We need more fun. I love how Draymond refuses to play without Steph this season, too. Like, Steph sat out. Draymond's like, yeah, I'm sitting out, too. I'm never doing this shit without you again, bro. <laughs> like, I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I mean, he, he looks better when he's playing with Steph, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's better when playing with good players. You know what I'm saying? So, fuck all that. Um, okay, let's talk about I we actually did not have this as a pod topic, but uh, our producer Jackson, after we were just talking about basketball at the after we were done recording uh, our last session, suggested that we put this on the list. So I thought we would. I went to the Lakers game uh, where Braun uh, fully cussed out the Kings bench after a game ceiling layup and they literally did not move a fucking muscle as he was yelling, I'm a motherfucking problem bitch at the whole Can't bench. forget the bitch. Can't forget the bitch. That's very and I want to say I was sitting in literally row seven behind the Kings bench. And it was like, it was like he was like the what air was you? moving. The air was moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they were they were catching that I'm a motherfucking problem bitch through a subwoofer pointed at their chest. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the low decibels. So, you know, listen, obviously the Lakers are not the team that uh, Tyler and I were hoping that they would be this year yet. I think they're about maybe what John thought they were going to be, but... I do think it does feel like they've found something a little bit, and there's an interesting conversation around that. They're 5-0 and with Braun at center. Certainly, if you look at the teams in the West, you're not the teams at the top of the pile. I mean, you know, the Warriors play a very small lineup. The Suns obviously have Aiton, but I don't personally feel, as much as I love Aiton, I don't think he's turned into a, I'm going to maul you in the paint seven out of seven games in a playoff series consistent level of a dude yet. Um it kind of makes you ask some interesting questions, especially as Malik Monk looks like the bargain of the fucking decade. Um, and you've got Kendrick Nunn coming back. AD is hopefully coming back with a little bit of the weight he put on off to just kind of admit he's not really going to bang on dues. He tried to do that at the beginning of the season. It really wasn't working. So, Tyler, you said, I mean, Braun is still at the top of his fucking game somehow, bro, or near the top of his game. Do we have action here to where maybe Lakers fans, Braun fans can kind of start getting their hopes up a little bit. You know, we, we always wondered what what old man Braun would look like. I think a lot of us thought he'd move to the four and be, you know, a back-to-the-basket type guy. But this might be the next evolution of Braun and Braun at the five. Um, the thing about moving Braun to the five is, you know, when, when, when you didn't have him at the five, when you had him at the, at the three or whatever, you know, you had a, 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 a big man there who wasn't a shooter, right? You put Braun at the five, you can put him out there with four shooters. You know what I'm saying? You can't put a Dwight or fucking DeAndre ain't spotting up in that corner for a three. You feel me? So, you know, Braun is at the five. You know, you, you can put four shooters on the floor with him. You know, you're putting Braun on the, on the low block where, where you're giving him all the space and where before he used to operate, you know, at the top of the key, overseeing all the shit, quarterback and the shit. Now you're kind of putting him in the eye of the spacing storm where he can see so much from, you know, inside out. And he's also being, you know, the role guy on, on the pick and roll. He's being phenomenal at that. That's something that he's done before, you know, in his career a lot. Yes. But he's, he's doing it a whole lot more this season and just being phenomenal in that role. So and, and he and he and Russ in that role are what we what I thought Russ and AD were going to be. He right. and Russ in the pick and roll are like you can see you can you can see the opponent opposing bench tighten their butt cheeks when they go into that action. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So it's it's like I said, this might be the next evolution. I don't know what we do when when AD comes back. Maybe they just keep AD at the four, or, or maybe this is Bron, you know, doing some some Bron shit and showing you, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. If my old ass can do it, bro, you can do it. You're fucking ten years younger than me, but but yeah, he's been putting up crazy numbers. Let me pull out. Let me read his his per his per thirty six numbers at the five. Oh shit! It's a uh, thirty two point one points on a sixty one forty eight eighty three shooting split. Fucking ridiculous. Nine point nine rebounds, six point five assists to two turnovers, <laughs> and one point eight of steals and one point five blocks. Just fucking ridiculous numbers like if you just put those numbers on a fucking sheet of paper no names and you say this is a center you say okay this guy's probably the best center in the league you know what i mean so and i want to just emphasize before john jumps in two years ago i was so excited that braun was getting listed at point guard he'd obviously been That's a ball handling three like this motherfucker changed the game at the one and the five within a two-year span both years after he's post-retirement age mm -hmm. for 99 percent of nba players ever this shit does not make any fucking sense. That's why he's the guy. 
gold. <laughs> Two years ago, he's leading the league in fucking assists. Mm-hmm. Now he looks like the best we've seen him in a Laker jersey. We're keeping a stack for these last few games. You know what I'm saying? At the center. And, I mean, like, if you look at his numbers throughout the year, I mean, just fucking insane. This might be the best Bron we've seen in the Lakers jersey. I don't think he's, you know, like, come on. We're not talking about peaks with Bron. 2012, yeah. 2000, come on. Like, that, that, that nigga, you know what I'm saying? Totally different, but. It's been wild as fuck to see. And I don't, I won't say, I, I think KD and Giannis are still the two best players in the league. But at, during the season, like, Steph looked like the best player. You know what I'm saying? And right now, LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. I don't know what that means for the Lakers in the playoffs. I still don't necessarily believe in them. But, I mean, like, like Tyler's been saying, I don't, you can't really doubt this Bron when this Bron is doing this type of Bron shit. At the five now, we saw it, like you said, we saw him at the one leading the league in, in, in assists, there's no telling what he's going to fucking do. Well, the, the, he, Braun also – so there's two competing narratives here about what the Lakers' recent success with four straight wins mean. They're playing the Grizzlies tonight. We'll see how that goes. On the one hand, Braun flat out said a lot of people were talking a lot of shit. We started getting our guys back, and we're good. Big fucking surprise. Mm-hmm. But they Kendrick, don't have their guys back. AD's not playing. Kendrick Nunn's coming back. Yeah, but, I mean, you obviously see what the dudes who come back are <laughs> – you know, are, are doing on the floor. And specifically, his point was, look, Frank Vogel was brought here to figure out the defense. I was brought here to figure out the offense. The defense has looked like absolute fucking dog shit through the start of the season. Late, yeah, yeah. And it's looking better. And that's Braun's point is, well, look, we're not starting a new starting lineup literally every single game. Like, I think mm-hmm. they set a Lakers franchise record for how many <laughs> different lineups they were running out there. Um, so, you know, there's something to that. On the opposing viewpoint, there's something to the fact that they go 4-0 and against four teams that are not particularly good. <laughs> Can they keep Malik Monk next year, though? Like, nobody wanted him this year except for the Lakers. Like, he, I mean, he's almost 50 and 40, like I told Tyler. 50-40 guy, we got for, got for all the low prices. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's crazy that, we, like, and, and what, what he's been doing is great. Is there any chance we keep him next year? I mean, Bron loves him. You know what I mean? If if you're a Laker who Bron loves, that's a pretty sweet spot to be in. You know what I mean? We'll get him for nine hundred k. Yeah, I, I mean I he he he, he, he might lock in for one more year if 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 the Lakers you know pull off the fuck get a ring or some crazy shit. He might lock in for one more year, but other than that, it's payday, bro. I, I think it's more likely he's traded as part of a package for someone that helps this year than that he resigns next year. Just because we got, I mean, the salary that dude is making is if you do want to, if you look at those charts, that's like salary value to production. He's like by far on the worst contract. $900,000, you know, averaging 12 points a game, shooting almost 50 and 40 from the fucking field. He's averaging 12 points a game. But if you look at him in the last two weeks, especially as they've started to kind of figure out what the offense is going to look like, he's averaging in the twenties, you know, 12 points a game is like, like that's that. that, Like, I I remember this is a different league, but I remember like when, when, uh, what's, what's your boy name played a point guard for the, um, for the Kings. During the Bibby? like the Bibby, Bibby, yeah. Bibby was it's a totally different league, right? But when I love a Mike Bibby reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. At, I remember looking him up because I was like, how like just because he was totally different in the playoffs than he was in the regular season. You know what I mean? Playoffs against the Lakers, he was just dragging nuts everywhere. He averaged like 14 points a game, and he was top 50 in the league in scoring. Like not not a lot of people are That's averaging 20, 12 points a game in the league. Even now, is a good score for yes. 900,000. That is a five point per game player yeah. right there. You right. know what I'm saying? It's 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 a it's a stupid contract. I'm very happy he's on it. Um I have loved the conversations about LeBron getting this over on Michael Jordan as being a better GM <laughs> while LeBron is still playing. <laughs> <laughs> the go. MJ was literally slapping Malik Monk on the back of the head. You know what I mean? And putting him fucking 10th in the rotation and shit. And Braun is like, you are a young superstar. Like, believe in yourself like I believe in you. <laughs> Numbers, though, they weren't as bad as not wanting the, not wanting him in the league anymore, though. That's how bad of a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, that's how bad of a, a job that George, MJ was doing with him. Like, he was a decent player still. Like, but yeah. nobody wanted him. Even for the fucking minimum? That's insane. To, to answer to answer John's question, my feeling about Malik Monk is that he's going to be like a DeMar DeRozan. We had a chance to sign DeMar DeRozan at a discount, but the discount is like a, you know, someone will give you a 10% discount if they love Braun, right? 
they're not going to give you a <laughs> fucking $7 million a year discount. Yeah. So I don't know. I would love it. Cause I've, I trust me. I am rooting for that dude. So fucking hard. For that sure. is such a fun story. And he's such a fun player, but um, I'm just, you know, here to enjoy the time that we have together in the moment. <laughs> just enjoying the ride, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> we'll worry about the future when we get there, my nigga. But yeah. Um, let's talk about I don't really have particularly anything to say about this, but we you know, we've talked a lot about the sort of anti vax everyone's talked a lot about the kind of holdout anti vax people in the league. And I just wanted to point out the NBA crossed this week, they're still in the high ninety percent or whatever for, for players who've been vaccinated. They crossed 70% of players boosted this week, which is, again, similarly, if we could get the entire country on the same, you know, the same motivation to protect themselves as the NBA, uh, this surge we're going through would be a lot fucking shorter. So I just wanted to point that out so that we're not only talking about the shitty parts of this stuff. You know what I mean? For sure. Great job, NBA. Way to go, NBA. <laughs> Keep up the good work, fellas. Keep up the good work, fellas. <laughs> um, let's induct someone into the Hall of Fame. Um, Ime Yudoka is going into the first uh, first ballot entry into the finger-pointing Hall of Fame. Um, Tyler, you have really been enjoying this. As <laughs> Coach has said about the Celtics, just in the last two weeks, we need leadership. We need someone to calm us down. <laughs> Uh, we did you not follow the game plan. We have a lack of toughness. <laughs> <It's a dream. laughs> this sounds like shit a coach should handle, right? Like, <laughs> aren't you the coach, motherfucker? Like, and the thing is, bro. Like, we, I, I think we, we, we got rumblings of the team not really buying into Eme early in the season. You know, Marcus Smart told us in a roundabout way. You know, we're not really vibing with this dude. You know what I mean? And I think. For a young coach, a new coach, getting buy-in from your te- from your players, that is priority number one, bro. You know what I mean? Because there's going to be some bumps in the road, and you need those guys to to buy into to, to, to what you're selling, to trust you. And I don't think he has that. And, and from what we've seen this whole season, I don't think I've ever seen a young coach publicly berate and throw his 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 uh, players under the bus as much as Eme has. Like, like he's on 25-year-old grumpy dude George Carl. I'm sick of all this shit, Tom. And motherfucker, you're 40 games into your career as a head coach, bro. Like, I ain't never seen no shit like this, man. He skipped Tatum to the end of the. He, he skipped to the last chapter of the Phil Jackson How to Coach Handbook. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you got to go right through all these other yet, chapters first. Right. Right. Tatum was talking shit after the game like, man, Remember those times we were winning? You know what I mean? Like, just I wish I would have enjoyed them more. Like, that's what his fucking post-game interviews sound like now. Shit wild, bro. Hard times. It For me, it just highlighted the fact that, like, the NBA is upside down. It's so weird when you look at, like, the, the bottom of the East. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Celtics. The Hawks are in, the like Hawks are in 10th. The Hawks are in 10th in the East right now. I think the yeah. fucking I think the Celtics are in eleventh now. With I think right. the Knicks are the Knicks are down there too. It's like this is nothing like I thought this season would be. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you about this thing with the Celtics because it's it's interesting to me. I don't know if this is because it's a a, a franchise with such high expectations, such a big spotlight, but it feels like this is like the fourth or fifth fucking year in a row that we're talking about. This shit is just not fitting together the way that it looked like it was going to before the season or the way we felt like it was you put this stuff on paper i mean i think i had the celtics as my like surprise team in the east like they look great on paper but they look great on paper when they had Kyrie. they look great on paper right i mean so what do you what do you think it is is it it's harder to put stuff together like i said if you're in boston versus if you were in indiana or some shit like what do you think it is that this is just year after year in boston they're they're going through something like this i don't know um i i really do not have the answers they're a confusing ass team i know that they better figure this shit out because fucking jalen's a free agent in uh 2024 20, i believe so you got about a season or two to figure this shit out before you know it's, it's some real shit going on with that but you know, yeah. you, you, he's gonna look great. He will look great in the yellows and the purples <laughs> for the Lakers. Like he just has the right look to pull every Laker jersey off. So I'm excited about that. And you take like 45 deep breaths, Mike. Jesus Christ, I'm fucking sick of this. <laughs> oh, hey, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been doing, <laughs> Jackson? You wanted us to talk about the Celtics more, didn't you? Y'all ain't doing shit with the nigga. <laughs> 
<laughs> shit. <laughs> free that nigga. Free that man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but for sure. But but Jalen, like, like at the at the top of the season, I'd have said, you know, Jalen and, and fucking Jason, that's a top five duo in the league. I mean, I still might stand on that, but the shit just ain't coming together, bro. After that, though. Yeah. Marcus Smart. There's games when I've seen him take 10 threes in the game. Like, yes, that's that's a heavy that's a heavy portion of offense for a fucking like a Marcus Smart quality ass player. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I didn't. And I, I didn't. It doesn't surprise me that they're not good. It's and then I think the East is. I, I like the East better than the West, low key. I'm keeping it a stack of only. You know what I'm saying right now? You know what I mean? But like. It, it, it surprised me that they're this bad. You know what I'm saying? Eleventh like in the fucking East right now is that's that's wild. Dude. Not, not with those two players, there's no excuse for that. You know what I mean? But your boy's gonna find one. <laughs> you Yo, know he's, what gonna, he's gonna find. He's gonna point them damn fingers, bro. Absolutely. He, he gonna find one. All right, the time has come. <laughs> it's time to you know we we got away from awarding booger boy of the week so we're gonna do a catch-up here and award a booger this boy is a generational of the winter. talent right here that we've scouted yeah booger boy of the winter this is a seasonal award <laughs> this is like this is like being player of the month you know what i mean this is bigger than just a like player of the you know all state player of the game or fan duel player of the whatever the fuck <laughs> John Reyes, who is a, a politician in Winnipeg, Canada, tweeted from the second story of his house <laughs> indoors. A, Warm as a motherfucker. A picture of his wife <laughs> shoveling snow, stanced up as fuck, really leaning into a deep bend to shovel this snow. And he tweeted, even after a 12-hour night shift at the hospital last night, my wife still has the energy to shovel the driveway. God bless her and all our frontliners. Time to make her some breakfast. Prayers, hands, emojis. Tweeted at, and I believe this has been overlooked, 6.18 a.m. Oh, my God. On a Saturday, which means she worked Friday night on a 12-hour shift at the hospital. That 11 or 7 shift. <laughs> or that overnight shift, dog. You, and what's funny is in the picture, you can basically, you can see, you see like her quad and hamstring working on that back leg. You know, she looked like Rodman Garden Shack. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, that motherfucker was locked. She was out there fighting for her life, nigga. This nigga, time to make her breakfast. You know what? Fuck it. This is nigga's a king, dog. He wakes up. He got his home in order, nigga. He set himself up greatly. Bigly at home, even. <laughs> I can't even fuck with that, bro. I, I legit thought Homie was a troll account, bro. Like, I went to his page. I expected to see, like, joined in December 2021. But this motherfucker is a real deal person, a real deal politician, and he is tweeting this shit, bro. Like, it's just, I can't imagine the lack of self-awareness that you have to not only not offer to help your wife in this situation, but to broadcast to the world that your wife is out here slaving in a fucking Winnipeg winter morning after pulling a 12-hour shift on the front lines against a fucking pandemic, and your ass in the crib sipping some fucking hot cocoa and sprinkling powdered sugar on some French toast. Like, I cannot imagine having that little self-awareness, bro. I want to... I want to push this a little bit even deeper. First of all, he's apparently a, a member of the conservative party in Canada that has cut. They have a nationalized healthcare system there, and he's apparently part of the party that's cut their funding such that all the nurses have to work 12 hour shifts. So he's also casting the votes that are increasing his the shift load <laughs> on his wife. That's the worst motherfucker of all time. You know that breakfast was weak as fuck, too. He probably toasted up some Eggos or some shit. <laughs> Cut some apples. You know that breakfast was weak as hell, too. Cook the eggs in the microwave and shit. You know what I mean? Like, but this is politicians. This is who we elect. We do the people elect, bro. We just talked about how, you know what I'm saying, politicians are not the people that we should elect in, the, in those positions generally. You know what I'm saying? How it's a popularity contest, how... A lot of them are nowhere near as intelligent as a lot of people that should be in those positions. This is a politician, a lack of self-awareness, you know what I'm saying? Talking to his constituency. Who is, you know what I'm saying? To showing his nurse wife, <laughs> you know, in a pandemic after he cut her fucking, pet, her, you know what I'm saying? The funding, you know what I mean? Like, of course a politician does that. And of course it's a John without age. I never They're trust different. a John without age. 
That is a fucking black man without a mustache type shit, dog. <laughs> can't trust a, bear, a butt naked face ass nigga. You can't trust a John without a motherfucking ape. That's a fact, nigga. I'm going to push this one step deeper because I was doing some research on John and Cynthia Reyes last night because I was in the mountains all day. Uh, my wife was not shoveling snow. Uh, we went on vacation on Saturday and no one called me. I feel I was at a reception, but I should have come home to a voicemail about this. shit. <laughs> this is a this is a five alarm fire at the firehouse. You got to call me back in for shit like this. So I looked up. A feature about these, <laughs> about this couple in the Philippine Canadian Inquirer. John and Cynthia are both born and raised in Canada, but they are born and raised by Filipino parents who immigrated to Canada. And I just want to read you this quote from Cynthia about how hard it was for her parents moving to Canada from the Philippines. Their major challenges were adapting to the climate, the cold, extreme weather, she said. This man is inflicting generational trauma oh, wow. onto oh, his wow. wife, bro. Oh, wow. That's a devil. That's a devil. That's a booger boy and a devil. This this is like when, when, when Giannis and Jordan and Akeem won defensive player and MVP in the same season. That's a devil and a booger boy. Simultaneously. God damn. Um... <laughs> Jenkins and Jones is endorsing whoever John Reyes' next opponent is. Absolutely. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. <laughs> the college football championship is here. To celebrate, FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with 30-1 to 1 enhanced odds on either team to win. That means you can bet $5 to win 150 bucks on either team to win it all. I like Georgia. I don't really know if Georgia's going to win, but I just really want them to win. So that's who I would bet on. I don't know if that's a good enough reason, but that's what I would be going with. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code J&J and make a deposit to claim your 32-1 enhanced odds. And America's number one sportsbook is now live in New York, and there's no better place to bet the college football championship than with FanDuel. Fans in New York should sign up because it's a simple and easy-to-use app with great new offers every day. It's safe and secure with best-in-class customer service. And when you win, FanDuel will pay you your winnings in as little as two hours. Already have FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is hooking all customers up with $50 when you refer a friend. Plus, your friend will get $50, too. Don't miss your chance to win $150 on off a $5 bet on the college football championship. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or head to sportsbook.fanduel.com. And sign up using promo code JNJ, that's J ampersand J, to get 30 to 1 odds on either team to win. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only, $10 first deposit required, must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $150, bonus for Tennessee users is fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours and expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We are able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about the revelation that Taco Bell is now selling wings. Oh, John just, John looks like he might throw up on his microphone. You are many years removed from the time when you would try some shit like that, yes? Bro, no, no, no way in hell, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I, I, is, this, is this a fact? Dude, I, I've, I've been debating trying to fucking pizza when it come back out, when that motherfucker dropped. You know what I'm saying? Like, we brought up bringing it a, a Friday night type thing, you know what I mean? Just in case the stomach is fucked up the next day, I got to be at work, you feel me? But, like, dog, like, chicken, that, I mean, they done, they, done, they done lost the motherfucking plot, nigga. That's crazy as hell. Zach said that the wings are made out of Zabumafu meat. <laughs> what? Raccoon ankles. That's how I've heard them. Seen them described on Twitter as well. I'm a, I, hey, I'd be down to try them, motherfuckers. I might try them today. Yeah. First of all, look, look, bro. Look, as, as someone who's worked in fast food, let me tell you that. The, y- y'all are thinking about, you know, th- they're rolling out raw chicken and, and flour and they're putting it in the flour. Motherfucker, these are frozen wings coming in a bag. They're, they're just they're opening a bag up. Yeah, yeah, that's it, bro. It's the same way they cook nuggets, the same way they're going to cook these motherfucking wings. Is is not a big deal, bro. I worked at Hardee's for a, about two and a half years. <laughs> I got some time in there, you know what I mean? Got some time under my at, at, a, at a bad place you don't want to eat, you know what I mean? Nah, I ain't fucking with it. You know what I mean? Uh-uh. We used to, I mean, and Hardee's used to sell chicken, too. And that shit was not good because it's fucking Hardee's, nigga. Hardee's shouldn't be selling chicken, fried chicken. You know what I mean? I will say they are selling, Taco Bell is selling the wings in Long Beach, bro. I'll tell you, Hardee's. Are, they, are, they, are, they are hitting my, the demographic of my friends deep right now. They, they really tapping in? Dog, dog, them, them, them Sunday after church rushes for how Hardee's chicken used to be real down here, bro. I don't know about where you was at. We, I mean, it was it was big biscuits and breakfast. It wasn't like it wasn't chicken in mm-hmm. uh in, in Alabama. Also, nigga, like, come on, bro. I live in Alabama. You could go to a Texaco and get the best wings of your motherfucking life. Ain't nobody going, ain't nobody tripping off no Hardy's wings. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get that that wing and fries with the wedges at Texaco, and that motherfucker gonna go way crazier. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but okay. I ain't, I ain't fucking with it. We are, ta- normal- are, y'all, are y'all fucking with the taco with the with the uh, Taco Bell pizza though? You know what? I have not been to a Taco Bell, like, and I still eat fast food. I go to Wendy's, cause I, you know, I'm a sports writer. I get off work at 11:30. I'll go to Wendy's, get a frosty, a couple of junior bacon cheeseburgers, whatever. In, in and out, we do regularly with the the family. That's Vincent's favorite spot. We'll every now and then get the kids McDonald's because the Happy Meals are toys from the movies they like and shit. I'm not like anti fast food, but something flipped in my head when I tur- when I when I became a man. Like when I got married, like I don't know that I've had Taco Bell since I got married. You know what I mean? It's just specifically Taco Bell. It was just like that one floated off. And I used to crush like a the chili cheese burritos. I used to crush three or four of those and just wreck my body for <laughs> the fucking rest of the day. Nigga, them bro. motherfucking chalupas be more than, is still good. Yeah, money, <laughs> my book, bro. Hey, the chalupas and well, the gorditas are still go. Do they still sell gorditas? 
I used to fuck with them hella tough. I think they just you, stopped you, selling the crunchy gordita. I think I saw someone pissed. I didn't about get the that. crunchy when I got the motherfucker with the the uh the soft shit. But dog, you talk about Wendy's. Wendy's is what that is Wendy's not that, that dollar menu a big part of the culture? I don't think we talk about Wendy's enough. I that don't know if it is or isn't. Four for four, yes, sir. But they they but deserve me, a spot in the motherfucking National Museum of After Marriage History, nigga. Put them in the Smithsonian, motherfucker. Let me tell you. Let me let me let me let me tell you something about how much I frequent Wendy's. The Wendy's that's like two minutes from my house is being remodeled because it was one of the old brick with the old logo, like real old yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. I was driving by one day, and they had those green construction fences around it. It was all closed off, and I pull. I had to pull over. <laughs> I was emotional, like pick it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, look, like, I have lived in the same neighborhood of Long Beach my entire, like, the same zip code my entire life. I have probably eaten at that specific Wendy's an average of once a week since I was, like, three years old, bro. I'm serious, for 30-plus years. And I, like, and I found out there was history to it, too. Actually, Frank Burleson, who's a, a legendary basketball sports writer in Southern California, he told me Tex Winter, you know Tex Winter, the triangle yeah, offense with Phil guy. Jackson? Yeah, Tex yeah. was a head coach in Long Beach State for, like, three or four years. He said Tex would eat at that Wendy's every day after practice. Every day. Yeah. God every man. day. He would go in for a frosty after every practice, bro. What Coach- got to do with you, Mike? This, 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 there's history to it. It's a historical monument. It's a historical <laughs> monument. You can't close that Wendy's down. down anyway, fortunately, they're only remodeling it, but I thought they were tearing it down. I was about to have a fucking panic attack, bro, but we're good. Well, that's how important Wendy's is to me. I don't know about to the culture you at large. Square-ass apartment. Wendy's is fucking delicious, you know what I'm bro. Saying? With Dip- the fucking gentrification interior. You thought one of them motherfuckers going to be built over the, the yeah. top of that fucking hallowed land? Disgusting. The ghost of Tex Winter. The ghost <laughs> fucking- of Tex Winter. <laughs> The ghost of Tex Winter is rolling in his grave. Come in while you're having sex <laughs> with your Wendy's spouse, asking history. for a frosty. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga said that Wendy's has history. <laughs> Tex Winter ain't there every day after. <laughs> um, okay, we're normally a podcast that I feel like that is pro dancing and carrying on generally, uh, but we have found one dancing and carrying on person that we oppose and i i can't say his name on tiktok what, but it's what a is, large it's a large man and i will let tyler take it from is i mean i saw the twitter jokes is his real name the grooving gorilla is that his real name that's his at on tiktok oh bro. hell no see no I thought that was a fucking Twitter joke. That motherfucker's calling himself the Grooving Gorilla as a large black man. Hell nah, bro. I cannot fuck with that. No, sir. Gorilla? No, sir. (laughs) Do we got to talk about this, nigga? It's it's on the, it's not coming through clearly. I'm showing you. That's what it says on the bottom of his Twitter profile. That's what it says. Hell nah. <laughs> the wrong people are gonna enjoy that. I'll, I'll leave you it really? at that. You know what I'm saying? No, sir. We're we're anti this specific person. <laughs> yes, <laughs> anti that specific name too. Yeah. All right. The last thing I want to talk about was John and Weed had a loving embrace reunion. <laughs> Tyler's fucking thrilled. But, John, I, I wanted you to tell this story because this shit was cracking me up, bro. Okay, first off, bro, I forgot how much I love being high, nigga. That shit is so much fun. I was enjoying the shit out of myself. We cracking jokes and shit. I'm farting out loud in front of people. I don't give a fuck, nigga. <laughs> the man he was here, I'm Fucking nigga. <laughs> Inhibitions are gone, baby. You know what I mean? Niggas is high right now. So anyway, I was like, I wasn't just high. I was three high. You feel me? I'm dummy high. Rather had hid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, she ducked off and, you know what I'm saying? Some some little, um, you know, peanut butter cups. You feel me? The little Justin's one. So they the special joints. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and I was like going to the restroom. <laughs> and rather like she was walking out of the, the kitchen and I'm like, I'm going to wait till she gets by me so I can go in there and smack these fucking... I, I, I don't want nobody to fucking interrupt me or nothing. I got to smack these and enjoy them fully. So I go into the gym and hide behind the door. <laughs> Standing behind the door in the dark, eating these shits high as fuck, staring at the fucking skies. 
thankful for this fucking moment. Nothing has ever tasted better in my life. And stolen food tastes better for some reason. I love doing things I'm not supposed to, especially eating other people's food. It was a great experience, bro. I might not get high again for another three weeks, but I told Rod and even Rather appreciated it. She's like, yeah, that, that sounds... <laughs> that sounds great. She wasn't mad about the justice, you feel me? But yeah, yeah. That was my first high experience since being a daddy. You know what I mean? It was very enjoyable. It's good to have you back. <laughs> it's good to have you back in, in the weed brigades. Oh, man, I miss that shit, dog. That blue dream. Woo, shit. I was talking about it a lot prior to you know having a shorty, but special strand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's pretty much how my weekends go, bro. I'm just smoking weed and eating food and fucking playing Spider Man, and it's the time of my fucking life. I love it. <laughs> Whenever I hit you, I'm like, you like coming back from fast food shit, and like, you high? Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it is fucking. It's 12 a.m. on a Saturday night. Of course I'm high, nigga. Yes. Fuck type of question is that? Fuck nigga. <laughs> nigga be mad. <laughs> Am I high? <laughs> I'm glad the podcast is balanced again. It's supposed to be two people on the podcast smoking weed. You know what I mean? We can't. Tyler can't be in the minority. It was. It was the the things were tilted. Things were tilted dangerously. <laughs> and I also wanted to shout out because I feel like everyone's living their childhood dreams this weekend. Your tweet, Tyler, about <laughs> being high, drinking four Capri Suns, and playing Spider Man on PlayStation made me so happy, bro. Bro, I can't even tell you, bro. Drinking four Capri Suns back to back, like there was a time when 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 ten year old me would have thought I'm gonna get in trouble for this. You know what I mean? I'd have did it, but I knew it came with a risk of my mom lighting into my ass if she, if she saw if she saw. That's a week's a worth pack. of Capri Suns. Right. Yes, right, right, right. But now I'm That's an money, adult. Nigga. Yes, I'm an adult. I drunk four of those motherfuckers back to back last night, and I was like, God damn. This Adele shit ain't and you half can afford bad. To. Yeah, and you can afford to, nigga. Now you can do what the fuck you want. Now you feel Bro, what I'm saying? I, I copped a thirty-six pack off Amazon, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> you copped it from Amazon. You know yeah, a thirty-six pack, nigga. <laughs> They're delivering a, the Capri Suns with a forklift. Right. You got a fucking flat. Give me a flat of the fucking fruit <laughs> punch, <laughs> the berry blaster. <laughs> Dude, love that for you, bro. Yeah. It's cool being an adult. You always wanted to be. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you know what I mean? And also, our parents made it seem like, when you get older, nigga, no, I still want to be this nigga. The fuck mm -hmm. you was talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, once you become a man, bitch, I'm still me. <laughs> I'm still me like a motherfucker. You know what I mean? I do like, so I do the grocery shopping for our family and I do that every couple of weeks. I'm like, I'm just buying the name brand pop tarts. I don't really even want them. I'm just buying this for 10 year old me. You know right. what I mean? It's just like, I'm just getting something that I always, I saw it. And in my head, I remember wanting it and not getting it. And I'm just going to drink a whole carton of Welch's grape juice without worrying about sharing it with anyone. Like whatever <laughs> it is, you got, you got to ride those impulses, bro. Pour a little out for 10 year old you too. <laughs> you know what I mean? For the young nigga, you feel me? <laughs> look, 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 you know what I'm saying? Also, when we were 10, it. we had no idea how good Spider-Man video games were capable of becoming. Because oh that, did, are you playing the Miles Morales game yeah, or the yeah. original Spider-Man? You Miles playing the Miles shit. one right yes. now? That shit's so fucking good, though. Oh, my God. So I, I was, like, hooting and hollering in the house by myself <laughs> playing that game. Like, ah! <laughs> yes! <laughs> hooting and hollering. <laughs> Carrying on. Maybe gonna come in there. Maybe gonna come in there and tell you to calm it down. You feel me? Man, I just like. I mean, we had no idea we were playing games where you could only go to the left or the right. right. And I'll just sometimes you play Miles Morales and you just go perch on top of the Chrysler building for the view. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopping on Rhino's back and shit, and, and it's crazy. It's wild. It's a wild ride. What was that one game when you could like do flips and still shoot? Contra. Y'all remember that game? Huh? Contra. Contra. That was like, you know what I'm saying? When I, that, that, that was like next level shit. Yeah, it was like, you holy shit, me? you can go up and down and back and forth on the screen. Wow, this is amazing. Because I remember in um in uh, Mario Brothers, we could, once you were at that screen, you couldn't go back at all. Because when Mario 3 was invented and you could go back, it was like, right. holy shit. You know People I mean? don't understand. That was like the Marvel Cinematic Universe in fucking 1993, bro. <laughs> that was like, wow. I never thought things could get this good. Getting a flute and skipping I could hit levels. jump twice. Like <laughs> He turned into a flying raccoon. Raccoons don't even fucking fly, but we're here now. <laughs> 
Uh, I tell Vincent sometimes how bad video games used to be, not because I want him to appreciate what he has, but because I want him to join me in making fun of how lame that shit was when we were kids. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no, I, like, he loves Son Sonic the Hedgehog is like his favorite thing in the world. And I've tried to explain to him, like, the reason Sonic was fast was because they couldn't do anything else. Like, yeah. Running to the side and jumping was the only thing they could do in video games. So making it fast felt like, oh, fuck, this is like 3D, like Oculus experience. Like this is, <laughs> this is the next step in the evolution. <laughs> fast. Yeah, game Boys? Yeah, Game Boys. Black yeah. and white. That shit didn't even have color, nigga. And that, that shit, shit was had green, me. bro. And Cute had me by and I was That motherfucking Ninja Turtles shit. game? Oh, my God. What? Nigga. I could beat we either could of them. That when was they kind of change the perception of it, so you could kind of go sideways, but it's really just <laughs> you going can go up diagonal. In the screen, you can go right? diagonal. <laughs> Different shit, bro. Golly, that's wild, nigga. All right, that's all the time we have for Jenkins and Jones. We'll be back uh, on Thursday. Enjoy Clay Day tonight. Looking forward to watching that game, um, and we'll talk to everyone later this week. Bye. 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 Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit Slack.com to get started. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.